Welcome to the Essential Geopolitics Podcast from Stratfor, a RAIN company. I'm Emily Donahue. In this podcast, I'm speaking with Cesar Martinez, Stratfor's Latin America analyst. Cesar, welcome. Thank you very much, Emily. It is a new trade era between the United States and Mexico officially this month. The USMCA is officially the law of the land, and the U.S. government says it will support mutually beneficial trade for both countries. What are the main differences between the USMCA and NAFTA? Sure. Uh, you know, uh, NAFTA was originally uh, put in place 26 years ago, 1994, um, when uh most basically all the people who are in college now were not even born when NAFTA was put in place. So as we know, uh, the economy has changed. Uh, we have now a lot amount of e-commerce, uh, digital economy, and many different uh, innovations that did not make it into the original NAFTA because that did not even exist. So the agreement had to be modernized. That was being done through the uh, originally through the Trans-Pacific Partnership originally uh, under the Obama administration. However, as the government changed, uh, this was uh, set aside and uh, a new agreement was negotiated. But the main intention was to modernize it, to include uh, new areas uh, of, uh, especially in the digital economy, include some uh, environmental and labor market protections and just put it up to date. So I know it didn't it was not something that was easy or simple to get into place. I know there was some concern on both sides for a long time or I should say all three sides for a long time. But now that the new agreement is in place, can we talk about um the future of the region in a post COVID-19 world? Absolutely. The agreement uh seeks to uh further integrate the region uh which has already been doing a great job creating new uh, integrated supply chains, especially on sectors like automotive and aviation. Now it has more regional content thresholds that they need to achieve in order to be part of the agreement. So this will allow further integration. There's perfect opportunity now as um, uh, given the economic situation in the world, given the COVID world or post-COVID world, however that shape takes, of people thinking uh, twice and trying to have investments closer to the region. A great opportunity for Mexico to attract more investment and uh, produce more North American content uh, for the three countries to collaborate together. Of course, the governments will really need to do a good job in trying to take advantage of the situation for the benefit of the of the more than 450 million people in the region. Uh, so it's not a given, but the climate is propitious to create better and more supply chains that are integrated and that actually have better better paid jobs for everyone. So has COVID-19 actually affected uh, how this agreement will work in the short term? Well, let me tell you, it, uh, the agreement uh, was uh, modernized, but it did not take into account this novel situation either. So given that the uh, pandemic hit, uh, especially the United States and Mexico in an asynchronous way, 
meaning it was in different spits uh, in, a co- in, in each country. And the closures were also in different stations. Some of the supply chains were dislocated. Uh, the, both the U.S. government and the Mexican government had to work a lot behind the scenes to try to, over the past couple of months, actually, to try to synchronize some of the uh, essential activities that are part of some of these supply chains, in, in especially in the transportation sector. However, I think even if there's a second wave of COVID, I think the two administrations now have learned how to work together in something that is not even included on the agreement on how to make that work and prevent these dislocations from happening again. But uh, this is a proof that even with a completely modernized agreement uh, from last year, a new situation can come up to uh, completely change plans. Mm-hmm. The U.S. and Mexico have a very close partnership when it comes to trade. I think the Mexico is the United States' largest trading partner. Correct. At least it was. Uh, uh, I mean, Mexico became the number one exporter to the United States, at least until before COVID. Uh, right now, the numbers are have uh, become different given the situation, but they will tend to normalize. And uh, absolutely, it's uh, uh, Mexico, the main trading partner of the United States. But while the economic relationship is very strong, uh, we also have... Uh, seen good cooperation in the past few years on other issues like um, uh, the fight against organized crime, drug cartels, but uh, there are some other issues that uh, are contentious as well and that can still uh, become irritants in the relationship. Something that has not, but it could become a potential issue is still the uh, status of migrants uh, from Central America. Also, uh, energy sector policies uh, that uh, Mexico has been taking that might affect American companies. But I think overall, the the relationship uh, has been good. even with uh, two presidents that come from apparently different ideological sides of the specter, but that actually are not very different in their styles. Hmm. That's a lot to think about, Cesar. Thank you so much for that insight. Absolutely. Cesar Martinez is a Latin America analyst for Stratfor, a RAIN company. If you would like to read his geopolitical forecasts and analysis of the USMCA or the geopolitics of Latin America, subscribe to Stratfor Worldview. Podcast listeners get a special rate. Go to stratfor.com slash podcast offer. That's all one word, stratfor.com slash podcast offer. I'm Emily Donahue. Thank you for listening. Thank you.